Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Hey there, John here. Welcome back to another episode of the show. This one I'm going to talk about ageism in tech, and this came up from a comment I got on my last episode. Um, and the comment was, it was in relation to how to get a job, and that usually when um, you get your first job, it's easier from that point forward to get your second and third job. So commenter said, I disagree. It doesn't get easier after the first job or the second, third, etc. I've been in tech since the 80s. It depends on tech trends. And more recently, ageism. And that sort of stuck out to me because this is something that I've kind of seen more and more. I've gotten more and more questions about this idea of ageism or older developers uh, having a harder time getting jobs and so forth and companies not wanting to hire older developers. And so I wanted to talk about that. And really the first thing that I wanted to do was just a lot of times you will hear people say things and, and, and they're not necessarily true or they don't have any sort of data or statistics to back it up. So I actually just wanted to, to look at it and see what data we could find. I did some rudimentary stuff, but I did look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics and I found, found that uh, in the United States, the average age of an American worker uh, in 2010 is 41.7. And then according to the Stack Overflow survey, which is one of the few things that I could find that had detailed information uh, on, on developers and so forth, in 2015, the average age of a developer is 28. So that doesn't immediately point to bias, right? The, the, this role has only been around you know, maybe a couple of decades in sort of the modern way that we understand it. I, I know that there were things back in the 60s or whatever, but the way it is today, it's only been around a couple of decades. So it makes sense that younger people would have adopted it quicker. And therefore, the hiring pool for companies tends to be younger. However, we do, still do see a, a difference between sort of the average age of all workers and the average age of tech workers or developers. So you know, maybe there is something there. And then you've got the anecdotal evidence from people who've talked about, you know, they've been straight out told they're not being hired because they're, they're older and so forth. And so what I, what I want to do is, is I want to, there's a couple things. And before I get into this, like, I don't live in a world thinking about what other people should do. That's, that's not how I kind of operate in the world. So this isn't going to be some long-winded complaint or rant about how these companies need to get their act together. And you're not going to see me out <laughs> with a picket sign, you know, out protesting or whatever. Like, I just tend to take people and the world how it is and then just figure out how to how to get what I want anyway. Because I think it's sort of useless uh, and fruit uh, not very fruitful to go around hoping that other people change or trying to get other people to change is like one of the hardest things in the world to do. So I just kind of take things as they are and just figure out, okay, how can I work around this to get what I want 
regardless uh, of that. So, like I said, if you're looking for me to complain about these companies and and, and that's what you're after, this isn't going to be what you want. But if you're looking for more practical things that you can do to get hired anyway, despite the fact that maybe this is going on in these companies, then that's what this is. That's what I'm going to give you. And really quickly, I've had a little bit of experience with this. Uh, I was 29 when I got my first actual tech job. Now, I had messed around with freelancing and, and odd sort of jobs and gigs before that. But my act, first actual tech job, I was 29 years old. So not quite 30, but I was close. And I didn't start learning to code till I was 23. So I, all along, I was sort of behind. And so I've, I've kind of been through this. And I'll just tell you the interviews I did with the, that company that initially hired me, my age never once came up. Now, do I, I know if they talked about it behind the scenes or whatever. I don't know. Knowing them as long as I have now, I really doubt it. But it didn't come up at, at, at all. And so I think that's the first point to kind of make with this is there are some companies out there that don't care one bit about how old you are. And I think what happens is when we talk about this, there seems to be this sort of implicit assumption that this this ageism is going on with everyone in every company. And I'm not saying that it's not going on with no one or it's not going on in any company, right? I'm not saying that either, but it's also not every company. It's not every person. And so one of the first things you can do, one of the simplest things that you can do is just find companies that don't care. Whether it's uh, it's an implicit thing or an explicit thing, just find companies that just really don't care and apply at those companies. And and that's maybe the simplest way to approach this. Now, uh, Quincy Larson, he's the guy who created Free Code Camp. He actually started a hashtag on Twitter, uh, devs after 30. And it's uh, devs who are older than 30 and got hired for a developer job. They share their stories there. And so that's a great place to go if you're just looking for some some inspiration, motivation, and to see that it's true that there are actually uh, companies out there that are hiring dev- developers that are older. Uh, that's a great place to go and look because there's a lot of stories on there. He did a, he wrote a Medium post several years ago now, so there's even more there now. But he wrote a Medium post where he outlined 300 back then that that had got hired for jobs, and those are just the ones that he could find and so forth. So. Again, if you're just looking for some some proof of concept that this actually does happen, that's a good good place to to look. But what I really want to do in this episode is I want to get into some of the the common things that hiring managers sort of worry about when it comes to older employees or some of the things that you might hear as objections or or things that would cause you to not get hired being older. And then I'm just going to show you some ways that you can work around those. Okay? So that that that's what this is ultimately going to be. All right, so the first one is can't they can't learn new skills. Older developers, older people can't learn new skills. And I think this is the most common stereotype when it comes to older people uh, in general. And you know, it's probably based on their general experience with older people. If you think about it, I, I just immediately think of my parents. And I give them credit. They both have smartphones. They both have become fairly functional with their smartphones, but if there's anything that happens like beyond just sort of the normal use or or what they've figured already figured out how to do, if they have to learn some new thing about their phone, it's immediately like they're they're calling me, they're texting me, they're getting a hold of me, asking me to come fix it, etc. 
And I would say a lot of people have that experience when it comes to just older people in general and how they engage with technology. And so it's not so out of the realm of, of possibility that there might be sort of this underlying notion that if you're older, you're not good with technology. Now, that's obviously not true across the board, but it, it, it makes sense that that might be sort of a, a stereotype that people hold. And so you need to address it. And one of the simplest ways that you can do it, and I, I've done this from the time I was young, but even now more as I've gotten older, I just flat out tell people, like a lot of times when you do an interview, they'll ask you about what's your greatest strength, what's your greatest weakness, et cetera, right? You've, you've probably been through that. The very first thing I always list is that I'm a fast learner. I can learn anything. And I tell them that's my biggest strength and it doesn't matter ultimately what I end up needing to do. Most of the time in my experience in my life, I learn things faster than the other people around me and I usually learn it better than the other people around me. That's exactly what I tell them. And a big reason why is to attack that very notion of you can't learn new things because a lot of times companies aren't looking for someone who knows everything, especially in tech. They're looking for someone who can and is willing and can figure things out. And so you just have to flat out say, I'm a fast learner, okay? And, you know, it, it helps if it's true, <laughs> right? You shouldn't say it if it's not true. Uh, and if it's not true, you should really work on becoming a, a better learner, right? So that, that has to be there. But just flat out say it. And if, you know, you list strengths and weaknesses in uh, on your resume, that should be the first one. Uh, that you put on there. And if you don't, you, you definitely need to make sure that you list item on your items on your resume that demonstrate your ability to learn things that maybe projects that you worked on and not just talk about the project, but talk about, I had to learn this new thing. If you're an older developer, that's something that you need to make sure and put in there. So when people are looking at your resume, they get this sense of, oh, this person can learn new things. Okay. So you have to attack that one uh, directly. Second one is that you uh, older developer won't be a cultural fit. And I would say companies probably worry about this more than anything else. This is maybe one of the ways that, that companies have changed since maybe, you know, if you're someone who got hired at a job 20 years ago and now that job has gone away, gone away and that's why you're getting into the development. And so you're kind of getting back into, uh, you're getting back into applying and interviewing and, and working with companies and it seems like things are different this is maybe one of the things that has changed quite a bit since the last time you might have applied at a company is that companies are far more concerned about culture and fit than they are about skill set because they figure if they can get someone who's a good fit for their culture they can teach them and train them the things that they they need to learn so you're 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 much you're gonna have a lot uh, easier time or you're gonna get more a lot more out of what you're doing if you really focus on more the cultural fit than if you like try to just ride on your skill set uh, the whole way. So the way to do that, and you've probably heard this from me before if you've listened at all, uh, but is to research the company. Right, all these companies, almost all these companies, will tell you what their their values are. They have value statements and vision statements and mission statements. They'll go on and on and on and on about what their culture is like and it because it is that important to them. And the, a lot of them, when you go to apply, they'll tell you about what their values are and they'll, they'll a lot of them will even make you say that you've read this thing before you can apply and so forth. So 
take the time to research that and understand what their culture is and a make sure you are a good fit there's been jobs that i've looked at before online that i ended up not applying because i'm like yeah i'm I'm not a good fit for that that's not the way my personality works uh and so i'm i'm not gonna like put myself into that situation it's gonna be miserable for me it's gonna be miserable for them so research the company and then tailor your resume to each company this is one of the things that i always harp on is you don't just send out the same resume to every company every company is a little different so you have to tailor your resume doesn't mean you need to change everything wholesale but what you want to do is when you do that research take some of the buzzwords that they use and all of their statements and place them into your resume where it's appropriate if you have like a opening statement or something like that try to insert those words or in how you're listing your skills and so forth try to list that stuff in there so that they see it and it sticks out to them all right next is that older developers older people will be stuck in their ways work or habit wise or work habit wise so uh I, i'm sort of I, I i read this article uh, related to this and there there's this guy james stinger so he's a security consultant at comp tia and they're sort of uh going asking him about all of this and one of the things that he said is that he actually finds that the opposite is true that older programmers tend to be more agile because they you they they have more experience and so they're able to use that experience to adapt to different situations and adapt their work style as necessary. They probably had to adapt their work style several times over the years anyway as technology has advanced. So they're more comfortable with doing that. They 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 know that that's something that they have to do periodically. So they actually tend to be uh, more agile. And so he says you need to make sure that during your interview you communicate that you communicate that you've had to adapt your work style that you've uh, had to listen and adapt to new problems uh, by learning new ways to problem solve so that's something again that you just need to make sure and, and, and put in there that you're not stuck in your way ways work habit wise in fact you've adapted several times throughout the years uh, and it's something that that you're comfortable with another thing that i find sort of in relation to this is Older people tend to have a much better sense of balance when it comes to their life and their, their work ethic and their habits and so forth. And they, they, they sort of know how to set proper boundaries uh, and they know how to keep themselves in a state where they can perform day in and day out. And so, again, you need to you need to demonstrate that in your resume in your interviews and so forth that you're capable uh, of doing that. That's going to give you an advantage over someone who's younger and just hasn't learned how to do that yet. All right. Uh, the next one is then sort of your own expectations around pay, around travel, around hours, etc. So younger developers tend to not have families. Younger developers tend to be willing to accept lower pay. Uh, they tend to be willing to commute and travel more. And so you sort of have to take a step back and realize if you're you may have had 20 years of experience uh, in this other industry, but none of that and uh, most likely none of that really matters because now you're in a new industry and you're completely new here. So you may have to go back and and do some of those things that you might not want to do. So in some ways you can be your own worst enemy where you're not willing to accept maybe a little bit lower pay or more commuter travel, etc. Uh, because you think, well, I've been in the workforce for 20 years. Well, a lot of that doesn't necessarily apply. And I can just, again, speak to this a little bit myself. 
Now, I was in the military for 11 years. I reached the rank of staff sergeant, which isn't the highest, but it's a little bit higher. And I was in charge of, you know, uh, throughout the years, different numbering uh, troops and so forth. And so I kind of got used to telling people what to do. <laughs> and then I kind of I transitioned into this career and, you know, none of that experience really mattered. None of that seniority really mattered. I was new. I was inexperienced. I didn't know as much as everybody else. And so I had to kind of bite the bullet in terms of, you know, being told what to do, being uh, listening to other people and their ideas and so forth and not just always being in charge and uh, and so forth, taking lower pay when I first started. So you you have to really kind of check your expectations and, and your ego maybe a little bit uh, and make sure they're in line with what the actual situation is. Next is your skill set. So this is uh, this is a pretty simple one, but you just need to make sure your skill set is up to date. Now, if you're transferring to tech, you're probably learning now, and so you're learning a lot of the new stuff, so that's maybe not as big of a deal. Um, but you just want to make sure if you have this long list of maybe you were a, a, someone who was an older programmer and got away from it for a little bit and they're coming back, etc. When you list your skills, like it's great that you know COBOL, but that's not the most important thing that people are worried about right now. So you want to make sure and list the modern ones first and make sure that you have those skills as well. So just making sure your skills are up to date. That's uh, sort of an obvious one. Um, but it, it's one that you need to make make sure you 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 address. Also, you may even consider leaving off some of that older stuff because it 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 communicates it projects that you're probably a little bit older, and that sort of leads into the final thing that I'll talk about here is don't be afraid to age sanitize your resume. I, I'm of the opinion if somebody's going to use something against me. I'm going to not let them, <laughs> I'm not going to let them have it. I'm not going to give them that weapon to use against me. So age sanitize your resume uh, as much as you can. You don't have to include a picture. You don't have to tell them what your age is. I don't know that I've ever listed my age on a resume. I don't think I've ever included a picture. So you don't have to do any of that. Only list your most recent job history. So don't list back 30 years of job history. List your most recent stuff. Um, Depending on when you're doing a resume, it's a little bit different if you have an application and they actually ask for this stuff. But as much as you can, like you don't have to include the year you graduated from college or the year you graduated from high school, right? That That's not something that you necessarily have to include on your resume. So as much as possible, age sanitize your resume and make them look for it. If they're going to, if they're going to use that against you, then make them have to find it and use it against you or make it something where on when they look at your resume, they're envisioning in their head some 22-year-old showing up and you show up and now make them have to tell you to your face that they're not going to hire you and and explain that it, you know, oh, it doesn't have anything to do with your age. Like make them put that pressure on them. Don't be afraid to do that. So don't give them things. Don't just hand them things to use against you. Uh, and again, so age sanitize your resume as much as possible or your applications as much as possible uh, and so forth. So, and again, I know some people would be like, oh, it's so, it's so lame that I have to do this. I don't live in that world. I don't live in the, I shouldn't have to do this. I live in the, this is what it is. And so these are just ways for you to work around it. So uh, take that for what it's worth. So again, those are some practical tips for how you can work around uh, whatever ageism that might exist 
uh, in technology. So hopefully that's something that you find helpful. Now, like I said, one of the things that's really important is keeping your skills up to date, having those modern languages and frameworks and so forth in your arsenal and being competent and being good with them and being able uh, to use them and, and understanding all of the different new tools and all that sort of stuff uh, that's out there. And, and so that continuous learning, that constant learning, constantly keeping yourself competitive in this game against all of the not only younger developers, but just the developers in general. That's a huge part of this. Uh, and that really is in a lot of ways the, the thing that, that that's going to allow you to compete and be able to get these jobs and so forth. And so that's why I'm such a big fan of Skillshare. That's why I've put all of my courses over on Skillshare. When you go on the site, there's over 28,000 courses, every kind of course that you can imagine uh, from the top professionals in graphic design, web development, business, marketing, and more all over there. And you get access to it all for just $15 a month. So if you're really serious about this continuing learning, you're really serious about staying on top of this and being competitive and so forth, having a place where you can go where you pay this low fee 15 bucks a month and you get access to absolutely everything you can learn anything that you want anything new that comes out there's a course that pops up and you can take it and you don't have to worry about it you're invested in it uh, and it, it's just there waiting for you whenever you need it then this is a great way to do that it's sort of like the netflix for learning again a low monthly fee and you get access to absolutely everything all my courses are over there so if you want to uh, are interested in those you can get them there as well so as a teacher there, I can give you an exclusive two-month free trial for you to check it out for yourself. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Start your trial. Take as, You get full access to all the courses uh, during that two months. Take as many as you want. Hopefully, you'll stay on. Hopefully, you'll keep invested in, in your continuous learning. Uh, but if not, you can cancel anytime before the two months is up and you never pay a penny. So again, to learn more about that, just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, that'll do it for this episode. If you liked the episode, I'd appreciate if you would pound that like button. Also, if you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do that. And that's it. We'll talk to you next time.